You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Are you in a giving profession like massage or psychotherapy, or are you a mom or an entrepreneur? Feeling like your stress levels are just too high, just in general? Stay with us. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. This week, we're going to talk about the power of managing stress. And stress is an issue. It's real. It has effects physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And we're going to follow up on last episode's information about working with the chakras and regulating energy flow through your energy system. And we're going to talk about some ways that you can deal with stress. Now, the example I'm going to give is someone who's in a caregiving profession. But I just want you to know this applies for everybody, whether you are an employee, you know, working in a corporation or whether you're a solopreneur or you're just a mom. But the example I'm going to give is somebody who's an active person in a caregiving profession like massage or psychotherapy. And this person has a busy schedule. They have a full schedule of clients. And let's say they're working with a company and that person is under some stress because the person who manages them wants them to do more work. And it's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with. People have a lot of challenges in caregiving professions. We are also working with other people's stress as well as our own stress of interacting with everything that they're dealing with and working with. So it's easy to feel stressed out, right? And if we're not careful, burnout could be around the corner. And if we get burned out, our careers could be over. So we have to do something about it. So stress is considered to be the cause of many disease and health issues in the West. Heart disease, stroke, cancer, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, and other health issues are often stress-related. Short-term stress is something the body can handle. The sympathetic nervous system responds to stress by sending hormones called cortisols circulating through the bloodstream and the body responds by sending extra glucose to the brain, making our muscles nice and strong by tonifying them, inhibiting digestion and sending blood into skeletal muscle so that we may respond to a stressor quickly. Think of someone running away from an animal that's attacking them, right? They have that strength to do that. That's short-term stress, right? But we have positive stress and we have negative stress. So positive stress has to do with growth. When we experience something new or something that's challenging that forces us or motivates us to change our behavior, we may feel a little stressed as we grow and experience a learning curve. So if you're in a class, if you're on a job and you're new, those are examples of a positive stress and stress from learning, right? But change pushes us to modify our behavior in order to learn new information or to live life differently. Like if we have to move, we go somewhere new and we have to learn how to drive new routes, things like that. 
But negative stress can be debilitating. So negative stressors usually create high stress levels and they affect the adrenal glands and they cause those adrenal glands to produce increased cortisol levels, which over an extended period of time may cause health challenges. So our bodies were never meant to carry lots of cortisols over an extended period of time. In other words, our tissues can't have cortisols in them all the time without experiencing some kind of negative effect. So our liver normally breaks down cortisols after a period of time, and then we can restore to a state of balance, right? So short-term stress, we have cortisols for a brief period of time. Long-term stress, our adrenals keep pumping them out over an extended period of time. Hey, everybody. If you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So here's the thing. How do you manage that? Okay, even positive stress can have effects on the body. But if we, again, keep it limited to a short period of time, it's totally fine, right? So how do we manage that? So I call that self-care. And the thing is, if you don't know how to do stress management, I'm going to give you some tips and tools on how to do that in this episode. It's a way for you to control those stress levels and use that stress in a positive way to motivate you to grow, right, as a professional or as a person, right? So an example of setting a goal that creates a positive stress is, hey, you want to have two additional new clients a week, or you want to write an article, or you want to get your blog done, or you want to create something new, right? Those are examples of positive goals that might create positive stress. So feeling overwhelmed because you feel like you haven't eaten, exercised, or rested, or taken care of the things you need to take care of to run your business or your life, that is not a positive experience of stress, okay? So here's the thing. If you can manage your client load or the people you have to work with or get everything done you need to do with your kids and you can maintain a balance in your life and your calendar, you can lead a happy, active, professional life that's balanced with your personal life. So here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a really simple question and be honest with yourself about the answer. (laughs) When's the last time you did anything that was really fun? Even though you may work hard at your profession and you might find it very rewarding or you're a mom and you love momming, when's the last time you did something fun that you did for yourself? Everybody needs rewards. We give our kids rewards, right? Sometimes we give our clients rewards, right? What have you done that you really enjoy? So in the world of yin and yang, yang is an energy, like it's a going out there and getting it done energy, get her done. It's yang energy is active. It's making things happen. It's calling up clients. It's booking appointments. It's cleaning up your house. It's doing, 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 right? Yin is rest, relaxation, softness, gentleness, stillness. Okay, so everybody needs a balance of yin and yang in their lives, right? So 
activity, great. That's working and doing all that great stuff, right? That's doing chores. That's getting things done. That's driving your kids to all their events. Whatever you're doing, that's an activity. That's yang. The yin is meditating. It's being present. It's resting. It's hanging out with your friends. So I'm going to give you some ideas that you can do for fun. Okay. Exercise. You guys have heard me talk about this before in other episodes. Exercise, while is a yang activity, once you finish working out and you relax, that's the yin activity. Hanging out with a friend, that's another way to be in a yin state. Go on a vacation. Wow, when's the last time you actually had a vacation, right? That you created it, you organized it, you planned for it, and you did it. When's the last time you had one of those? Or you could take a spa day. You could actually have your own spa day. You could get a massage or energy work treatment. Or you could go to a museum or a festival or a concert. Wow, right? Uh, You could do guided visualization. So there are all kinds of meditation apps. One I like is called Insight Timer. It looks like a toning bowl. That's the icon for it. And there are all different types of meditations in there. One type is guided visualization. It's where someone leads you on a visualization. I do guided visualization a lot in my practice with my clients. And I teach massage therapists how to do it in their practices as well. But you can do it uh, by picking one of those meditations and going along with that. Or you could do a different type of meditation. They're all different types. Meditation's key, though. You could also practice yoga or tai chi. And you could do some deep breathing. Now, these are just a few things. Sometimes I like to go out and hug a tree, honestly. You know what I mean? Because that actually... (laughs) Trees, it's funny about that, but trees actually have a... Um, vibrational frequency, especially pine trees, but other trees too, they have a vibrational frequency that's in alignment with our brains when we are in meditation. So when our brain waves are at a, uh, let's see, what it is it? It's 12 to 7 cycles per second. Um, that is a hypnoidal state. Um, so uh, gamma is super high stress or high intensity. That's super young. Beta's activity is normal, but that's also doing that's uh, so usually that's like 20 to 12 for beta. And then um, hypnoidal is 12 to 7 and the theta is a very deep meditative state. That's 7 to 4 and sleep is below 4. So we cycle through these brainwaves and these brainwave speeds throughout the day multiple times. But when you get into relaxation state, your brainwaves are usually either in hypnoidal, which is 12 to 7 cycles per second, or theta, which is 7 to 4. So hugging a tree, if you hug the tree, the actual tree can actually emanate slow uh, frequencies that actually cause your brain to slow down to match those frequencies. Isn't that cool? All right, so we're going to take a break and I'm going to give you some more stress relief tips when we come back. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. 
If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we are back. All right. So let's talk about how do you relieve stress. Okay. Stretch your body. Now, you could call it stretching. You can call it yoga. Yoga is usually a little bit more intentional. It's working with different yoga poses and it's breathing in certain ways. If you don't know yoga, there are a lot of different ways to find information on it. Since COVID, a lot of people have gone online, so you can find tons of stuff online that you can do. But you could just stretch too. So sometimes when I'm feeling stressed and I only have five minutes to calm down, I will do certain stretches. So what I'll do is I'll find where I'm sore in my body specifically. Now, I do know the muscles, but you can figure this out yourself. If you feel a body part that's tight and uncomfortable, figure out a way to stretch it. <laughs> it's pretty simple, but it's intuitive. And if you do it consistently, if you stretch a part of your body that's uncomfortable in the moment that it's uncomfortable, you also send a message to your body and your cells that you care and that you're paying attention. And that communication is very important for long-term health. That's listening to your cells. That's a whole other topic for another podcast. But I will tell you that if you listen, the rewards are great. So Stretching is very helpful and try to do some deep breathing with that because it will make a difference. Okay, here's another tip. Use Arnica cream or homeopathics or you could use another type of analgesic. If you're into CBD, you could do that too. But use those for topical treatment if your body is sore. You can do that too. And then you can also massage the reflex points in your hands for your head and neck. So I'm going to give you a massage tip here, which is if you massage your fingers and your thumbs, and there's no specific way to do it. It's just the stimulation of your fingers and thumbs. But if you massage them, that will relax your head and neck. And that's where a lot of people have stress. So just touching, tapping, or massaging your fingers and thumbs, those are brain reflexes, especially in the thumbs. And neck and head reflexes. So when you have tension in your neck, you can massage those and that will help your neck and your head feel better. Okay. Now, of course, if you're in a giving profession, you need to receive sometimes too, right? Or if you're a mom or you're an entrepreneur, you need to receive also. So another tip is getting a massage, getting a facial, getting a pedicure or another nurturing body treatment or get an energy work treatment. And for those of us who are in a session kind of giving profession, like massage or psychotherapy or PT, you really should get at least one session for every 20 that you give. And if you're doing 20 hours a week, that means you should get one once a week. Not everybody can achieve that goal, and I understand that, but I will tell you that it's really important to strive for that goal. Am I creating positive stress by giving you a goal? Yes, I am, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another key 
thing to work on is having a good support system. So you need to have people you can talk to. Call somebody up, have a laugh, joke about the situation that you're in or what you're dealing with. It will help you enormously if you get support. It's really, really important. Talk about your issues and even having somebody just listen to you will be helpful. Okay. I already mentioned exercise, but one thing I want to say about exercise is do something that you really enjoy. And also it's a good idea to switch it up. So if you need to do something different, like I like to dance, I don't get to do it very often. Sometimes I'll do that for exercise if I can't do my regular workout. So you could do that too. Okay. Another tip that's really helpful. Uh, sometimes I tell people to do this in the car and sometimes, and sometimes I tell them to do this at home. If you have negative feelings about a situation, you could scream them out in the car while you're driving down the freeway. <laughs> you could also write about them on a piece of paper and then burn them. That's very cathartic and helpful. It's really, really awesome. But here's another way that you could do it. You could sing out your feelings. You could also play an instrument. You could drum out your feelings. You could write a song and sing that. That's another way to work out stress. Really helpful. Play it out. And then also practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. Oh, oh, oh. And why is that important? Because practicing gratitude helps us do what we call in the business a reframe. When you express gratitude for something, even if it's something that's apparently negative, it helps your brain think about a negative situation in a positive way. For instance, when my pipes burst and I had a mess in my garage and it flooded and it was extremely stressful because I had very little time to move a bunch of boxes. My positive reframe of that was, well, for the last year, I've been thinking about cleaning and organizing my garage and the flood washed my floor and having to move all my boxes. I hired a junk lugger and they got rid of a bunch of stuff. So that's less stuff to move around. And I found a bunch of stuff that I've been looking for for years. So now I have a piece of art hanging up on my wall that I found in a box that got all wet that I had to empty, right? <laughs> it's great. So I'm saying all that because it's true. Like if you have a negative situation that seems like it's a drag, actually I found during that garage debacle, I found about 10 different things that I had been missing that I'm currently now using in my life. So that's a positive reframe, right? It's like, ooh, I'm grateful because now at least I have the stuff that back that I needed that I was looking for, but now I have it. So a positive reframe is really, really important. So having gratitude for, well, I didn't enjoy that situation because I, you know, I had all the stuff to deal with. However, this is what happened as a result. Okay. And one last thing I want to tell you is you could use visualization to solve your problem. So one of the things you can do, I already mentioned listening to guided visualizations to lower your stress. But you can also, if you have a problem that you're stressed out about specifically, you can use visualization. So I want you to imagine, and try not to do this while you're driving, but I want you to imagine, that's why when, when um, I do hypnotherapy, I tell people don't listen to this while you're operating a car or heavy machinery, right? 
And you'll hear that on other meditation tapes too, or recordings or things like that. But, and you'll hear that on other meditation recordings too. But I want to tell you, I want you to imagine you can take your problem and I want you to imagine that you can imagine like your problem is a bubble. So take your problem, whatever it is, the situation, whatever you're dealing with. Let's say you're facing burnout. That's your problem, okay? And I want you to imagine you could take the, the concern, worry, and worry about the burnout and the situation and all of your clients and everything you're dealing with. And I want you to imagine you could take all of that feeling and shape it like it's a bubble. You could literally like a sculptor. You could take it and make it into a bubble in your mind, okay? And imagine what color bubble it is and what size bubble it is, right? And then I want you to imagine that you can take this bubble and I want you to imagine you could float the bubble up and away from you and I want you to have it fly way up high in the sky. I want you to have it go into a beautiful white light and I want you to have it disappear in a flash of light, okay? So that is a way of clearing the negativity of that challenge. And then I want you to imagine a positive outcome that you can create out of that situation. So to use my garage example, it's like, oh, I have to um, call a plumber and then I have to get someone out here and then I need to move all my stuff and then I need to organize my stuff and then I need to haul... And then I need to have someone haul some of the stuff away. And then I'm going to reorganize my stuff and put it on shelves in a different way so I know where everything is. And then I'm going to put it back in an organized fashion so it's clean and organized and I know exactly what I'm doing with it. Awesome. Okay. And then now I have my stuff organized and clean. I'm going to continue this and I have everything grouped together that's of the same type. And now... For a future project, I'm going to take all those things and I'm going to organize those things. So that's an example of visualizing your problem and then the steps you're going to take to address the problem and what you're going to do to handle the problem. That's going to make you feel like you're more in control. So when you think about that and you think about setting positive intentions into this, oh, I'm going to have more control by going through and organizing this right? And if you think about how everything could be worked out in the best way possible for everyone involved, whoever that is, you can imagine that this is happening now. And you could also ask yourself, what am I learning from this situation? Is there anything positive from the situation? Well, sometimes you do this while you're in the situation and sometimes you end up doing it later, which is fine. That's through reflection. Oh, later on, I go, oh, okay, well, now I'm organized. Now I know what I need to do. I know project I still need to handle out in my garage, things I still need to organize or clean or get rid of or whatever. But I also realized through that situation that I had a lot of help. I had a lot of support. And I had a lot of creativity that I used to handle the situation. And that tells me that in future situations, I'm also going to have support, help, and I'm going to find creative ways to solve future problems. So when you do that, when you reflect upon the situation this way and you put positive intention into it and you have a sense of confidence, okay, well, 
I know that I'm going to find a way to deal with this. That gives you a sense of control. And having a sense of control can lower your stress levels. And then the last stress management tip I'm going to give you, and this one you're going to laugh, but I learned this when I was working in the corporate world a long time ago, like in 1995, I think I learned this. You can take the situation and you can think about it and you can ask yourself the following questions and you can notice your gut reaction. And your gut reaction is literally your solar plexus chakra and your solar plexus nervous system responding to the situation. If you tighten up, you know you're reacting emotionally and that there's some stress there. And if you feel relaxed in your gut, you know you can handle it. So take a moment. And think of a stressful situation that you're dealing with right now, okay? And I'm going to ask you this question and then pay attention to your gut. Okay. In your abdomen, will this situation matter in 20 years? In 20 years, is this going to matter to you? And just feel into that real quickly. Is your breathing relaxed and tight or is it stressed out? Okay. How about 10 years? In 10 years, is this situation going to matter? Think about that. In five years, is this situation going to matter? And I'm going to go a little bit faster. Is it still tight? Is it loose? Maybe realizing, hey, maybe it won't matter in five years. How about three years? What's happening? Is anything changing in how you feel? Ooh, how about in a year, is this situation going to matter? Maybe not. And in six months, is this going to matter? Okay, so notice how your body feels as you go through that time progression. Do you tighten up? Do you relax more? Just notice that. And then the final question is, can you just let it go now? (laughs) Because the faster you let go of stuff... The lower your stress levels are going to be, the lower your cortisols are going to be, and the less stressed and impacted your organs will be. So saying all that wonderful stuff, I just want you to keep that in mind. I want you to keep that in mind and take a deep breath. Okay. And just real quickly, before we finish this show, I want you to just take a moment and just think about something right now that you're grateful for and just feel that feeling. Good. Awesome. Focus on that feeling of gratitude. And so that being said, I want you to know that practicing stress management on a regular basis is really going to help you a lot. And if you can manage these stress levels... You're going to feel a lot more clear-headed. Life is going to be easier and you're going to feel less overwhelmed when you're dealing with multiple tasks on multiple levels on multiple days, which is what most women have to deal with. So do your best to manage stress when it comes up and then let it go as quickly as possible. So if you would like to learn how to regulate your stress with me, either online or in person, you can reach me by going to arielhubbard.com, that's A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D.com, or at 971-319-2618 for a long-distance or in-person session. 
And I want to express my gratitude for your joining me today. Feel free to share this show with other people that you care about. And I'm grateful for you. So remember, move with your power and into your magnificence and have a great day. Thanks. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.